Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. MTE has provided light, comfort, and connection to our community since 1936. As your trusted energy advisor, MTE is always here to help. Connect online at mte.com or download the My MTE app. Well, we're talking about the Heart of Tennessee chapter of the American Red Cross today and the executive director, John Mitchell is here with us and uh, also Jonathan Taylor, disaster program manager. So we've got a lot to uh, get into and what this is a little over a year for you now in this position, John? Yeah, yeah, just right at the year anniversary. Yeah, hit the ground running, didn't hit, you? Hit the ground running <laughs> and um, I've been to uh, a deployment hurricane response down in, in Florida and then as we'll talk a little bit about here, local uh, response, um, you know, with the tornadoes in um in Reedyville but um let me start off by mentioning you know at this time of year it's always just like any time of the year a good time to be thinking about being part of a you know life-saving journey to donate blood so coming up June the 7th from 9 to 3 and June the 14th from 12 to 6 so you've got an afternoon and a morning option um, you can come give blood as part of the honor of the badges uh, right over here at the rotunda at the Murfreesboro City Building. So we would like to encourage people to do that. Isn't this like a month-long thing that, you know, uh, that the several blood drives that go on? Yeah, and we try to, you know, create some positive, um, you know, energy out of, you know, you can support the fire department, the sheriff department, the police department. Um, the ultimate winner is saving somebody's life with a blood donation, mm-hmm. but it kind of gives them a chance to have a nice, fun, competitive spirit within their departments to promote that. But we did talk and did find a good, whether you go to any of those locations, here's something that everybody needs to know. You don't have to be part of their staff to do that. This is open to the public. And so while they're driving their people within their departments to come, um, this is a good way to support their efforts and just come and be part of the, the blood drive. And I think they'll, they'll take walk-ups, but you can, you know, go to redcross.org. And, you know, if you ever download our uh, blood app uh, application, you know, donation, uh, then it makes it real easy to sign up for these blood drives, others. And while I'm thinking about it, uh, a lot of people will come to our office, which is at 501 Memorial, and we just spent over $100,000 from uh, a grant that was provided for us to refresh it. So there's new uh, paint, new floors. So it was due for a refresh, if you will. And so um, <clears throat> come on over and check us out at the uh, Red Cross uh, fixed site as well. And so, uh, and that you can just drop in, right? Yeah, you can. And they. It's um, always better to make an appointment, I would think, though. You, you can. and But what they may be able to sit down with you to do is if you don't have the app, they can sit down and help you download the app. Or someone most of the time is there in the reception desk and they can help navigate when the next open spot would be if they happen to be full at the time. Well, I've. I've talked with uh you and others from the red cross 
long enough to know that we're coming up on a time in the summer which is is really slow because people are out busy vacations uh so we we need everyone's help so if you've never given blood this summer would be a good opportunity to uh to maybe start absolutely absolutely well uh part of I guess what the Red Cross does is not only uh, blood donation, but a big part of what you do is disaster response, right? It is. And April the 1st was an interesting day. And I want Jonathan to speak mostly about um, his team. We work together, but um, he works more closely with our uh, volunteers that are trained to respond. But that was a really unique day because uh, Jonathan said, I can't do our sound the alarm i was going to be there in support he said you're running it well what that meant was at first baptist church on castle street we had uh, set up to do a canvassing of the neighborhood with the church and the firefighters and we did a in fact i think we talked about that the last time you were here because it was right i think maybe the friday before yeah yeah (laughs) and so um but that worked out great and so we ended up canvassing that neighborhood and talking to over close to 100 people about you know their homes made safer installed i think between 35 and 50 fire alarms that day to hopefully save a life but while that was going on in our preparedness program um, that's you know uh, proactive jonathan's team was already down in reedyville in response to the tornadoes that had happened that night and that's where i'll turn it over to him and let him talk about what we did there and that community very resilient community but um jonathan yeah our uh response really started well we actually started on the 31st so march we uh we had a couple volunteers actually at the state emergency operations center uh in nashville watching and kind of observing as the storm moved through the uh the state um but yeah our first i think my first call came from uh, one of our emergency managers down in Lincoln County, actually, about 4 o'clock that morning on the 1st. Uh, and then I started getting up and uh, started making phone calls. And we got saw some damage going on there in Reedyville. And I think about 7, 7.30 that morning, uh, Sharon Joseph, one of our uh, amazing shelter volunteers, she was actually the first one, I believe, that got to the elementary school there in Reedyville and started uh, getting the doors open so we could uh, establish our shelter. Um, then once uh, we got that going, we had... Gosh, that first day we had about a dozen volunteers show up. Um, we got uh, a shelter established, um, started to uh, assess the needs of the, the community, um, and got our damage assessment teams moving out there, kind of observing to see what homes had some uh, major and destroyed damages. And uh, once we kind of figured out where the major area was, we started uh, getting our distribution of emergency supplies going um tarps rakes shovels gloves just stuff to help you know families with their the cleanup and uh you know we had rain coming in so we wanted to get tarps up at those houses as quickly as we possibly could to help save uh, you know what what was still salvageable in the homes so it was a uh, a great response from our, our uh, volunteers um i really didn't have to make too many phone calls they were kind of asking me where do we need me so uh, we had a, a real great team out there well, that's that's awesome. Can I get you to pull that mic right here, just kind of as close as as you can get uh, there? We've got uh, joining us Jonathan Taylor, Disaster Program Manager, and uh, John Mitchell, Executive Director with the Heart of Tennessee Chapter of the American Red Cross. And you know, I, I guess you see forecast, Jonathan, and and you know that there's a possibility. And then uh, as as you work through all of that. Um, 
you just, um, uh, I guess, prepare, and then there's the response. And so, what, between, you know, in about three hours, you were ready to go. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, about three hours is pretty much what we had going. Um, and, and we do try to to be as prepared as we can. This was a, uh, a pretty long track uh, from this tornado. We really can watch it coming in from, uh, what, Arkansas, kind of coming across uh, through Tennessee. So we... We knew it was coming. We just didn't know where, and that's usually the hardest part. Is you know, you can be as prepared as you want, but yeah. <laughs> until you know where it's going to be, unfortunately, we, we, uh, yeah, we're just kind of like everybody else, just watching and, and waiting. And then, uh, of course, the big thing too is we also have to be asked. You know, we can't just show up. We, we, uh, you know, our emergency managers and, and our local officials. You know, we we do wait for them to actually ask us, but we're 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 always ready. Um, and you know, we've got people everywhere that wants to help out and we just yeah we just need to know where to go half the time they um once once you're there and get things set up and established it's it's really the start of a of a pretty long road i mean i'm sure there's still some things that are going on even today uh, over a month later yeah this is uh the recovery part of it's always the longest um you know our response we were there um gosh about three weeks really for mm-hmm. our response side of it um i went from actually Reedyville over to uh, McNary and Hardin County myself to help out, but we still had volunteers uh, and John out there uh, in Reedyville making sure everybody had the, what they needed. We were doing some feeding. Um, you know, we had uh, meals that we were bringing out to the families that were affected so that they could continue to, you know, kind of work with their, at their home and try to find what, you know, all their belongings and try to gather that stuff up. So we were able to uh, get volunteers out there and deliver food from uh, different uh, different restaurants were uh, helping us out with that um, I mean really uh, the New Hope Church uh, there in Reedyville was uh, instrumental in, mm. in our response too so it wasn't just us uh, you know our partners were there helping us um, you know the churches the uh, elementary school there the the teachers were fabulous they uh, you know they opened the doors and they kind of helped keep the doors open for for us there to to make sure we had a place to to uh, work out of and uh, deliver the supplies that uh, we we had available for the families so um, but yeah we're they're still out there um, you know homes unfortunately still are destroyed there um, and it's going to be it's going to be a long road for them to uh, for recovery side of it. So, do you have picked out you know where where you're going to set up a shelter? Or I mean, it it has to be close proximity to where the disaster happened. Uh, or or do you just go in and say I'm from the Red Cross? Can you help? <laughs> uh, both. Okay. Uh, yeah, both. We we've got uh, shelter partners uh, throughout uh, the heart of Tennessee. Uh, we we do a, a we have a, a couple volunteers. That, that's one of the big things they do is they they go through they you know we, they keep that relationship with our uh, uh, shelter partners. Uh, throughout the year because we never know when we'll need them um and and uh you know this is one of the times where actually the the uh, uh roy sullivan the ema uh manager there in the in, in cannon county was the one that said hey i got a school ready for you so uh that was one of those where you know he picked and chose it and we mm-hmm. went there uh so it's you know if uh if they ask hey where can we go then we'll go through our list and find the closest but this case so uh, we didn't have to actually search for it. They, uh, uh, you know, the local government already had it established and said this is where it's going to be. So we just fell in where 
where, where they wanted us. So, you know, you have the initial response, set up the shelter. And I mean, you go through, after any disaster, there are several phases, right? Correct. So, yep. you know, after a certain amount of time, there probably aren't people in the shelter because they've they found alternate uh, places to stay and things of that nature, but you're still on the ground. Kind of walk us through uh, what happened in uh, the response in Reedyville after you got there, set up the shelter and things and where we are now. Yeah, so our first thing, of course, is the shelter. That's always our, our primary uh, focus in, on day one is getting people someplace safe. Uh, so a shelter uh, is always going to be the number one. But then after that is our damage assessment. We need to know where all the damage is because uh, that will actually, you know, once we kind of know how much damage is done in the area, that will help us with our response because we'll, we, you know, a lot of times when we show up, we just we're going to a spot and, you know, it could be larger or smaller than what we originally uh, planned on. Uh, so we go uh, set up the shelter, and then from there we get our damage assessment teams going. They uh, find kind of the large area, and, and um, you know, Reedyville was fairly localized to that, unfortunately, to Reedyville. Uh, but when you look at, like, uh, McNary, Warren, uh, Lewis County, it was really spread out. It mm -hmm. was a long track in that area. So that one was a little bit more difficult to figure it out. But for the local response, once we kind of get that idea, then we go through our, our distribution of emergency supplies. And, and that's just getting, you know, everybody that's affected, you know, because not everybody's home was completely destroyed, but a lot of homes received damage. Uh, so we wanted to make sure they could get tarps up and, and, you know, protect the home. And so they could, in some cases, they were able to stay in, in the home. Uh, and once we got the supplies out, then it goes into our feeding. You know, we're trying to make sure that we can get people food so that they, you know, they don't, that's one less thing they have to worry about during this you know, entire process. If we can feed the, uh, the homeowners, we're going to get that out there. Um, and also, I guess, those who are responding, too, yes, right? <laughs> yeah, we got to feed ourselves, too, right? You got to have uh, energy to, to be out there. As, as, I mean, those were some long days. I mean, we were there usually 10, 12-hour days. Um, well, I was just thinking about, you know, like the sheriff's department. They were there and yep. kept shifts and made sure that only people who needed to be in that area. So, I mean, you've got deputies that are there. So, I mean, it was a big response. It was, yeah, oh, yeah, it was huge. Uh, of course, the power company was there first. I mean, they had to, they had to get all those power lines up and, and you know, off the road and out of the way. And, and uh, so they were uh, – they're there i think they had the lines pretty much out of the way in about three days yeah and that was a very quick response yeah, from yeah. them wasn't it yeah they did an awesome job out there um so yeah it's it's definitely a, a long process though um once you know the shelter and the feeding typically are the ones that last the longest we are going to shelter there as long as people need shelter um if we can't you know if we can't get them into something else then that shelter will stay open until we can find something a little bit more permanent because um, you know, a cot's only good for so long. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if you've ever been in our shelter, you know, you know, it's you're thankful we're there. Um, but at some point, we want you know, you want to get something a little more comfortable. Those are uh, you know, the good old military style uh, green cots, and you know, <laughs> yeah, for a little bit they're okay, but. 
Well, uh, our, our, unfortunately, our time has, has run out here, but I would like to remind uh, folks that if maybe you're interested in becoming a volunteer, somebody who can uh, help in this disaster or in a disaster, and uh, it, I would just encourage you to contact the uh, Heart of Tennessee chapter of the American Red Cross. Uh, and we're talking about, you know, from fires to storm damage, all kinds of things that uh, folks could help out with. And I really appreciate you being here, Jonathan. Uh, unfortunately, uh, under better circumstances, maybe down the road, we can have a chance to uh, talk about some volunteer <laughs> recruitment. For sure. All for right. Sure. John, as always, thank you so much. I appreciate everything the uh, Heart of Tennessee chapter of the American Red Cross does for our community. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having us. And uh, don't forget, if you miss part of the program, you can check back on our podcast at WGNSRadio.com. Just look under Rutherford Issues and tap uh, right there to listen back. You can also watch on YouTube, Big, T- Big G TV. Big G TV.